Girl Camper is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Get an RV policy quote by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or going to progressive.com backslash RV. And go Little Guy Worldwide, whose full line of lightweight camping trailers are Girl Camper favorites. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tag Along vintage travel trailer. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can become a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome. I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is episode number 42 of Girl Camper, the podcast. Well, my guest today is a returning one. It's Chris Baum, the Chief Operating Officer of the Little Guy Worldwide Company, which is the largest manufacturer of teardrop trailers in the world. That's big for a company whose name is Little Guy. The reference, of course, is to the trailers. They're lightweight, towable tabs and tags, which are girl camper favorites. Chris is here today to talk about why their company made the decision and commitment to pursue the girl camping market and why they got behind the Camper College events. We'll be back in a minute. Girl Camper News Roundup is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And they want you to know, when you sign up for an RV policy, you can also sign up for total loss replacement. This is an optional protection plan on your policy that replaces your new RV with a current model if it's declared a total loss in the first two years. I did buy this for my trailer, even though I'm protecting my little St. George everywhere I go. But you can get a quote for this by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visiting progressive.com backslash RV. Well, in today's news roundup, I'm talking about all of the newly scheduled Camper College events. So when I began this podcast 42 episodes ago, and I can't believe we're at 42 episodes, I made my own little personal mission statement, and that was I made my own Girl Camper pledge to myself. On my honor, I pledge to do everything I can to help every girl who wants to become a Girl Camper become one. Well, to that end, I know this. After 10 years of camping like a girl, 
Some of the top obstacles women have to overcome when they're talking about girl camping have to do with trailers and towing. And that's why Camper College is so important. In our very, very first episode, when my producer Stephanie Puglisi was on the air with me, we talked about some of the obstacles that women have to becoming a girl camper. And I'm just going to refresh your memory in case you haven't listened to episode one. Maybe you just started listening three weeks ago and you're starting at 41 and you're going backwards. But the very first thing Stephanie and I talked about were some of these obstacles. And I'm going to just say what they were. Number one is a fear of towing. I hear that at every event I'm at. Women come across the RV or the girl campers set up at an event at um, an RV show at the Country Living Fair, wherever we're displaying the trailers. They fall in love with the whole setup because what's not to love? You've got these girls there in their decked out, dolled out trailers and we're having so much fun just at an RV show. Imagine how much fun we're having when we're actually camping. Well, they come across these and and their next question is, or their first question I could say, is how do you get them here? And when they realize we tow them ourselves, there's just this moment of deflation like, oh, Most women do have that reaction. Very few women stand there and go, I can do that. Most of them go, really? Well, so we're talking about fear of towing. A lot of people have an obstacle in that I don't own a trailer. And they think that they have to have a trailer to be a girl camper. They don't have anyone to fix up a trailer. Because to them, they think I have to have a vintage trailer. And that's just not true. Some of them say, I live in a condo. Where am I going to store a trailer? No campouts near me. What about my husband's kids and parents? I don't know anyone who's a girl camper. How will I ever find a trailer? I don't own a tow vehicle. So those are some of the obstacles we addressed in the beginning of the show. In the first maybe 12 or 15 episodes, we took those things one by one and sort of broke them down. But the whole idea of Camper College covers several of these obstacles the fear of towing the no trailer don't having anyone don't have someone to fix up a trailer for me don't know anyone in the movement because when you attend a camper college before you even become a girl camper you've just met one to two dozen women right there and it's amazing to me how women are exchanging phone numbers and emails and texting just because they joined that group and they went to an event together. So they're sort of all in the same boat. So the whole idea of Camper College came to me when I thought, how could I help women overcome these obstacles? I can't just stand here telling every single woman they need someone behind them because I can't go over to your house and hook it up for you. I could if you lived in Hamilton, New Jersey, but if you don't, I can't. So What I wanted to do is create a program in which all of the women could get a dealership that could help them. And my idea was if they knew how to own, operate, and tow a travel trailer, they could overcome many of the obstacles to becoming a girl camper. So here's what happens at a camper college. And each dealership has their own system for doing this. And I just asked them to cover the coupling on the trailer, because it's not only that women are afraid to tow, one of the aspects of towing is they're always afraid the trailer is going to come 
off the hitch. So what the dealership will do is just show, here's the ball, here's the coupler, here's the pin, here's the safety pin, here's the chains, here's everything that's involved in making sure that that hitch never comes off the ball. So once you see all the systems that are in place and you understand in your head, the likelihood of that happening is extremely small. So that's just a relief. After that, they go through the process of the trailer itself. If I owned this trailer and I got to a campground, how would I get the stabilizing jacks to come down? Where does the water go in? Once the water's in, how do I get it out when I tow it home? If I use the potty, where is that going and how am I getting it out? So they just talk about things, the systems, the functions of the trailer. How do I turn on my refrigerator? How do I run it on propane? How do I run it on electric? Can I run propane while I'm driving? All of these questions. So they go through the towing aspect and the hitching up aspect. Some dealerships like Haydesi Airstream in Columbus, Ohio, actually hook up a trailer and let you tow it around their little track. They have a half mile track behind their dealership. And all the women who did that last year got a t-shirt. <laughs> it was wonderful. Anyway, so they go through the hitch, the towing, the functions of the trailer, how to level it, how to stabilize it, all of those things. And then when the women leave there, they just have information. It's really not a sales pitch. It's just, let me give you information. So down the line, you can make a decision whether or not you think this is something you want to do. So it was great that the Little Guy Worldwide company saw the value in this, and they asked their dealers to get on board and host these camper colleges. So we have new camper colleges I want to talk about, and it's it's been kind of a bit of an ordeal finding the open dates, but we have some scheduled now, and there's many more that are pending, just waiting on dates. So I want to share with you what we do have coming up. And if you don't find um, a dealership, that's hosting one near you, just hang tight because there are several more being posted in the next few weeks. But here's what is set in stone. August 12th, we're going to be at Beckley's Camping Center, which is in Thurmont, Maryland. I get a lot of requests for Maryland, so this is good. And it's already on the meetup site, and there's a half a dozen people who have already signed up for that. So that's going to be August 12th at Beckley's Camping Center, um, Thurmont, Maryland. September 16th, we're going to be back at the Originators here, Haydesi Airstream in Columbus, Ohio. This is our fourth camper college at Haydesi Airstream, and they are the bomb in Columbus, Ohio. They are a girl camper favorite, and we thank them always for making us feel so welcome and always going the extra mile as a dealership. Thank you, Haydesi Airstream. October 21st, we're going to be at Southland RV in Norcross, Georgia. That is near Atlanta in the greater metropolitan Atlanta area. So October 21st, Southland RV. I'm actually going to be there. I'm going to be at all of these, but I'm staying that weekend in um, Atlanta because I'm going to be at the Country Living Fair in Atlanta. So we're going to do this on Friday night, and then we're going to camp like girls at the Country Living Fair. So you can do both. If you want to come to Camper College, stay and go camping with us and attend the Country Living Fair. November 11th, we're going to be at Princess Craft RV in Round Rock, Texas. So I'm excited about that event because it's a big excuse for me to visit my mother. Princess Craft RV is south of Dallas in the Austin, Texas area. So 
these are all available on meetup.com. When you go to meetup.com, there's a drop down box for searching. It's 25 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles, and then the last choice is any distance. You must click on any distance to get the Camp Like a Girl meetup site. All of these events are posted on that meetup site, and you do have to register. You have to join to be a member, and then you have to register through there. If you have trouble doing that, and I, you shouldn't, but if you do, you can go to girlcamper.com, and there's a link there, or you can go to the Camp Like a Girl Facebook page and sign up. So lots of stuff going on with camper colleges, and there's pending camper colleges waiting to confirm dates in Southern California and Raleigh, North Carolina, and in Illinois. So we have many more coming up. And if I did not mention your area, please send me an email through girlcamper.com, and I will see if I can work with a dealership near you. So the other thing I want to tell you in the news roundup today before we sign off and start going about over to Campfire Chat is that if you're listening to this on Tuesday, and there are many Tuesday morning listeners, which makes me laugh because sometimes I get emails by 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning saying, hey, I loved your episode on the steak or or whatever. I lo- I'm still getting I love your Aunt Sue messages, and I love you too, Aunt Sue. So if you are listening on Tuesday morning, I will be filming the Go RVing shoot up at a campground in the Poconos. So go on over to Instagram, girlcamper528, which is my Instagram account. So I'm going to be posting some pictures of the big set, the shoot. <laughs> so right now, my truck and trailer are loaded to the gills with everything I'm bringing to the shoot. But if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's going to be happening as we speak. And go over to Instagram for some photos of that. We're going to be back in a minute with our campfire chat. And it's all about my favorite food group, bacon. We'll be back in a minute. Our campfire chat is brought to you today by Little Guy Worldwide. They're a proud sponsor of the Girl Camper podcast. Little Guy trailers are known for getting you into the great outdoors. They make camping easier, but most of all, more fun because their trailers are all lightweight, easy to tow behind most vehicles, and they offer all the safety and security that we girl campers want. So visit them at littleguy.com or say hello at any of the camper colleges we just mentioned. And our next upcoming camper college is August 12th at Beckley's Camping Center in Thurmont, Maryland. So I'm talking today about my favorite food group, and that is bacon. <laughs> I saw a cute little meme on Facebook, and it said it had this cute woman a cartoon woman an image and she was looking quizzically into the air and the little note said I really wanted to have a garden this year but I couldn't find bacon seeds anywhere <laughs> that really made me laugh out loud because I could eat bacon every single day 
And so one of the things that's happening in our shoot for Go RVing is, you know, when we're camping like girls, food is a huge thing. We really make a fuss over food. We like to eat well. And taking that extra time to make something really special somehow doesn't seem nearly as the hassle it does at home. When I'm at home and I got to get out of my basic food routine, in fact, my son made me laugh because last fall I cooked this really delicious um, chicken dish that I make all the time and I put it on the table and everybody sat down and my son looked down at the food and he said, oh, we're in the fall rotation. <laughs> because apparently I break out that chicken cacciatore recipe as soon as the temperature drops into the 60s. So at home, we tend to fall into, or I should say I tend to fall into this food rut. But when I'm camping, I just love to make something that I pin. Pin all these things on interest, uh, Pinterest and then you never do them. So I tend to break them out. And I should get a Pinterest site just on bacon recipes. So one of the things we're doing in the Go RVing shoot is camping like girls. They want to film what we really do. And since food is such a big thing, they're going to be filming our dining experience camping out. And one of the things we do is we often just all make special hors d'oeuvres or something that's really fun. And then we'll just grill a piece of protein like a steak or chicken breasts or chicken thighs. Everybody's big on chicken thighs right now. Boneless, skinless chicken thighs. They're so delicious. So we'll have a protein, but we've all had these great hors d'oeuvres. So we're not really into all the side dishes and salads because we've eaten a lot of hearty hors d'oeuvres and then we just want a piece of protein to go with it. So when I was talking to the producer of the little mini film and he was going to work this into the storyboard, which I thought was so great because it is what we do. And I just love that he decided to highlight this part of it. So Everybody was asked to do their favorite hors d'oeuvre. So I thought right away, all right, what's my three go-to dishes when I'm camping? So I wanted to share with you my bacon recipes for camping. So the number one thing that I like to make is anything to do with bacon. So last year, one of the girl campers came to a camp out at the end of the year, and she did this thing where she had this big chunk of solid blue cheese, and she cut it a bit of square, and she put it in a mushroom cap and wrapped it in bacon one direction and then the other direction. So the mushroom was literally completely covered with bacon and it was delicious. So we've been experimenting with that recipe. The cheese was melting out all over in the grill. So we've been experimenting these girl campers with this recipe all season. And I think we got it down in Davis, West Virginia two weeks ago. And I wanna share it with you. We're gonna be making it for the girl camper movie. And this is what we modified the recipe to do. So you get the mushroom caps. Now we use the size. If you put your pointy finger and your thumb together and you form a little circle, it's, you know, the silver dollar kind of size mushroom, not the big one, not the super little one. So that medium sized mushroom cap, and we took the stems out. We didn't use the stems. Actually, we chopped the stems up and put butter in them and used them on our steak, but we didn't use them for the recipe. So we bought the blue cheese crumbles already crumbled up for us at the store. We added panko breadcrumbs to that. I don't know, everybody says they taste better and I have to agree, but they do absorb a lot. So mushrooms have a lot of water in them. So the, I did like the panko for that. We did really finely chopped garlic. 
Normally, I do garlic on a rasp. It really doesn't work that way in this recipe. You just have to cut it super, super small. So we used one or two cloves and cut them really, really small. Put that in with, we used chopped spinach, but somebody said they would have tried chopped um, parsley. So it's the blue cheese crumbles, the panko, really finely chopped garlic and chopped spinach. We mix that all together in a bowl and just scoop it up in your hand and squeeze it like a snowball and make a little um, ball in your hand. Stuff that inside that mushroom cap and then we wrap the bacon all the way around once, turned it all the way around in the other direction. It's sort of glued to each other so we didn't have to add toothpicks to this. It, it stayed together. When we had those all done, we had a really nice hot grill. The coals were white. We cooked these on coals, which I prefer. The coals were nice and white. And here's the trick to this. We've done it a couple of times now, and here's our discovery. When you first put that bacon on and the fat is rendering, it's just gonna be one heck of a grease fire if you don't keep moving the mushrooms around. So you need long handled tongs in order to do it. And we just kept moving those mushrooms. You gotta flip them. The fire will flare up. This isn't something you put on and walk away. The fire will flare up and you just gotta keep moving them around and turning them. It didn't really take that long, three or four minutes. And once the bacon was crisped on all sides, turning it left and right, top and bottom. And once the bacon was crisped, there was a pretty good grease fire. I mean, not flaming, but you had to keep moving it around. Then I moved them all to, um, separated them all on the grill top and I put the lid on the grill. The minute you put that lid on the grill, all the flames die down. So I have that little mini Weber grill and I opened the top in order to let all the smoke out and for the air to keep circulating. If you don't open the top, your coals all die. It just smothers the coals. So don't, don't make that mistake. Open it, vent it, let the heat out and air keep flowing. And then once that lid is on, the flames all die down. And then basically the next 10 or 15 minutes, you don't have to worry about them burning. The flames are out, but it gives the mushroom time to cook and the cheese to melt. Resist the urge to keep peeking in there because you're creating an oven. When I took that lid off, I could see the blue cheese oozing out of the side of those mushrooms and they were absolutely delicious. We let them sit for a few minutes until they cooled off just a little bit. And I gotta tell you, they were awesome. So that's my number one favorite bacon recipe of the summer. I keep making it at every camp out. Okay, my number two one has to do with Jersey peaches. I know South Carolina and Georgia think they have it with peaches, but New Jersey grows some pretty good peaches. <laughs> we have very sandy soil in South Jersey. And when you're driving down in South Jersey, it's just peach grove after peach grove. So this is the time of year to get the Jersey peaches. And when you peel them, just like in little wedges, and you can take either a fresh basil leaf or a fresh sage leaf. I've tried them both. It's delicious either way. And then unlike the mushroom, which you completely cover, you don't see any of the mushroom. It's completely covered in bacon. With the peach, the peach wedge, 
a piece of basil on it, then you wrap the bacon around like twice. So one half of a slice of bacon goes around a little peach wedge two times. So you put those peach wedges on the grill and you gotta be watching them and turning them the same way. And then when you get that bacon that's crisped up all the way around, again, put that lid on and let them soften for a few minutes. They don't take as long as the mushrooms. So just keep an eye on them. Keep them um, from smothering. Don't smother the coals by turning, putting the lid on too tight and leaving no air flow. So make sure air is flowing. Those peaches get so soft and the bacon gets so crispy. And so my favorite way to eat these is to put them all on a platter with a big chunk of room temperature Havarti cheese and a super cold glass of white wine. Just just stick me in a corner with the platter of that and I'll be fine. I have to apologize to all the people who are listening to this at nine in the morning and you're going to be getting to work and thinking about food all day long. <laughs> okay, my last favorite fun bacon food is this. Of course, I saw this on Pinterest and I had to I had to try it because I had my nephew Jeff's two little kids with us at a camp out. And so um, Ben and Addie, they're sweet little campers and they're six and nine years old and they're just troopers and they're so sweet and fun and they wanted to make this. So what you do is you cook strips of bacon ahead of time. These are pancake dippers. So you cook strips of bacon and you set them aside and then you make your pancake batter and you pour it out in long strips on your griddle. So if you're using a round frying pan, you can only do two or three of them at a time. But I have that camp out griddle that goes on my Coleman stove. So you pour a long strip of pancake batter and you pour it um, just a little bit longer than the strip of bacon. And you lay the strip of bacon in in the uh, pancake uh, batter, and then you pour more pancake batter on top of that. And when it bubbles, just like a regular pancake, you flip it over. So basically what you're doing is you're creating a little bacon sandwich and the bread is pancake on the top and the bottom. And you take them off and you set them aside and you let them cool for a minute. And they're basically pancake dippers with bacon inside. <laughs> so, and absolutely fun food. You can dip them in anything you want. I actually love pancakes dipped in whipped cream instead of um, maple syrup, although I love maple syrup too. So those are my three favorite bacon recipes of the summer of 2016 so far. <laughs> if you have a favorite bacon recipe you want to tell me about, please share it with me at girlcamper.com or write in and tell me how you made out if you made any of the recipes I've talked about. I want to tell you one more thing before we head into our interview and that is this summer's must attend event is the New Jersey Festival of Ballooning in White House Station, New Jersey. Come and see the progressive booth and guess who's going to be there? Stephanie and Jeremy Puglisi from the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast or as we call it here, the mothership. They're going to be there, and it's July 29th through the 31st at the Solderberg Airport in White House Station, New Jersey. The whole progressive station's going to be there, balloons, entertainment, music, prizes, and RVFTA family in person. So go on to balloonfestival.com. Check that out. 
I'm going to try to stop by when I'm up there because I haven't seen Stephanie and Jeremy for weeks now because we've been traveling in other directions. So I'm hoping to get up there myself and say hello to them. So check that out. Get more information at balloonfestival.com. I'm here today with Chris Baum, COO and Girl Camper Advocate for Little Guy Worldwide. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. We're having a blast at Tearstock. I'm glad you're able to make it. This is <laughs> such a fun event, and I'm, it, you know, it worked out perfect with you being able yeah. to make it for it. I'm never going to miss it again. This has been so much fun. I pulled in the driveway here and saw about 10 people I knew. Then I made all kinds of new friends. And you still have time with, with beer and wine night being tonight. I'm sure <laughs> you'll have a lot more friends by the end of the night. This is like uh, this is like a little teardrop heaven in here. It's so colorful and cheerful, and everybody is having so much fun here. This has got to be the most exciting thing you guys do every year for customers. I, I think so. You know, every year it's like it, it take it takes on a life of its own, and every year we're like, oh my gosh, this thing takes so much work and everything, and yeah. are we ever going to do it again? Yeah. And then I think that there would be a national revolt if we ever <laughs> said that no, we're not going to do it. So. It, it, it's really something that we end up having a blast at. Well, you know what? Uh, in, little guy trailer owners are a fiercely loyal group. And I spent my morning walking around talking to everybody about what they love about their little guy trailer. And these people, in addition to just the trailer, they love the camaraderie of belonging to this subculture of tab and tag trailer owners. And, and it really does... You know, we've we've got what over 112, 115,000 people on Facebook that mm -hmm. that follow on every word, and and they are keenly loyal to everybody. If somebody yeah. and, and if somebody says something negative, you've yeah. got twenty thousand people coming at them, yeah. you know, to talk about <laughs> it. And and there really is a sense of family to yeah. it, and I think that's the way we look at it. And, and you know, I don't know if there's a a line of trailers out there anywhere that really caters to that sense. Right. more so than we do and I think we want to just keep I really don't it. think I think Airstream owners right. have that sense of camaraderie but I don't think there's any other manufacturer who uh, who promotes that the way you guys in Airstream do there's that it's a culture I agree with that but I think one of the and, and I love Airstream the the mm -hmm. CEO is a close friend of mine mm -hmm. but I think ours are even more so because you know I think Airstream kind of you know the price point and because more people can afford them <laughs> more more people can afford our stuff <laughs> yes, and, and it's more of like an everyman trailer yes it is and and so that expands our demographic right so when you look around here you've got all types of vehicles all types of people all types of right. trailers where with that it's going to be a little bit different from an income level yeah and, and what the, what an expectation is yeah. for that trailer you know because truly with our stuff you can take our stuff camping anywhere anywhere yeah, and what interested me this morning is, you know, I, I'm of course always focused on the girl camper, but when I was walking around this morning, I met a lovely man, his name was Jasper, his wife died about three years ago, and he was a tent camper his whole life, and then he just said, you know, I'm done with that. Um, a serviceman, retired, a widowed, traveling around with his little dog, having the time of his life. Well, there, you know, we talk about it all the time. There are over 50 different teardrop organizations mm -hmm. around the country. 
And so with that, it allows a lot of different people to, to have that sense of community, that sense of family for, you know, for the person that maybe traveled with their wife or husband and they're not around anymore, that single woman or, yeah. you know, so you've really got a group that you can latch on to. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because that's how you and I sort of came together. You know, like, okay, you're laughing because you think I hounded you. No. You don't even know hounding. You don't know Janine Pettit hounding. My husband just left. He would tell you. So, <laughs> that was my husband in the background <laughs> laughing. But so we're sitting here at Tierstock. And Chris, I want you to talk about your your company fascinates me and I'm thrilled to have you as a sponsor on the show because it's just a really good fit for what I'm doing and what you're doing. Um, so one of the things I wanted you to talk about is your own experience as a company coming to understand the girl campers as a demographic. So tell me what your own experience was as a COO. Like, were the girl campers on your radar three years ago? Tell me your own personal evolution of understanding this market. I think one of the things that became, um, well, I mean, a good distraction is we've grown so fast. Right. You know, we've had over 30 or 40% growth over the last four years. So we've just been trying to manage that, let alone trying mm -hmm. to figure out who our customer is. <laughs> and so with, you know, when, when I first met you a couple years ago at a show and introduced by, you know, Mike Harlan down at Hadesey, um, you know, it, it kind of brought some awareness to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we knew it was out there. But mm -hmm. I think we just didn't know how extensive, probably up until the last six to eight months mm -hmm. of, of realizing what that that is truly a, a separate demographic yeah. within within all of it. And then I think I started paying more attention. You know, when, when a dealer tells you that 37% of his customers are women campers, yeah. you know, that's something that you that you he, hear. You've got my attention yeah, now. You, you hear I'm that. listening. And, and then, you know, I... I between uh, January and April, I did 14 different retail shows mm -hmm. uh, working on behalf of our dealer body. And then I started paying more attention to see who was coming up and, and talking yeah. to us about it. And like I told you earlier, there was there, the, what really got me was I was at a show in February. A woman in St. Louis um, came up. She was a single woman. She had a six-cylinder automobile. And she wanted something. She wasn't going to give up that vehicle for anything in the yeah. world. She loved it. And our, our, our trailer was the only thing that she could pull. Mm -hmm. And as she realized after talking, that, you know, it was going to be the best built trailer. It had all everything she wanted. Mm -hmm. And then that opened my eyes a little bit too. But mm -hmm. then when, when, so going to all these different events, I started paying attention to who I was actually talking to. And I started going, actually, you know, mm -hmm. when you don't always get a chance to talk to everybody. Right. At shows like that. They're so crowded. I found myself. You know, naturally, I'm going to talk to the women anyway. But then I found myself really <laughs> someone's got to do it. Spending, spending more time talking to that potential woman yeah. camper. And then um, when you invited me to the event in West Virginia, yeah, our camp like a girl event, the camp like a girl event in West Virginia. Um, you know, me and so we had and, 60 women there, only 20 of whom actually came in trailers. So we had 40 women there who um, are getting into the girl camping movement. Right. And, and so when I had, you know, it was a full attention. You, you were know, nice enough to bring a trailer from, down. From meeting with them the night before when you've got your little party going on. And <laughs> so they'd had a couple of drinks and were very talkative yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But then, you know, the woman the, who really touched me was, was the woman from Ohio State who, uh -huh. whose daughter was in the marching band. Gina. Gina. She's she, coming today. Is she? Day tripping it down. She really affected me. Yeah. Um, I'm an Ohio State person. My daughter's yeah. Ohio State. And so the whole story, and I knew the story behind it, but yeah. then to come face to face with something and, yeah. and realize that our trailers is, is 
goofy. You never want to make your stuff more blown out than it is. But when you find that something like that can change somebody's life, I, I don't think you're it, overstating I, that, Chris. It, when you say that, I mean, it shook me, and and I, yeah. and I love to retell that story. And yeah, it, well, let's just tell the audience for a minute about that because um, I got an email one day, and you and I were sharing this email thread. You know, I, I shared it with Gina's permission. So Gina's husband listened to the Girl Camper podcast. And he's just a guy commuting to work. He's a pilot and he has a long uh, distance to the airport. And he came home and he said to her, I've been listening to this podcast called Girl Camper and you need fun. Because they were in a terrible situation with uh, their daughter was um, assaulted on campus and they became advocates and they were shunned by people. The stress level that was going on in their lives was so high. And I think it was so sweet that her husband said, you got to join these girl campers because you need fun. You need to have fun. And she didn't think she could tow. Mm -hmm. And her husband said, you can tow a tab. And her husband drove her all the way to Blackwater Falls on a trial run before that event so she could feel confident doing it by herself. And and, and she at, approached you at the... She, she, she approached me and we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And I found myself so touched and mm-hmm. moved by it. And then I, she was moved by retelling the story and how it all came about. And when she gave me a hug and yeah. I could... You know, she's got tears coming down her she, face yeah. and, and giving me a hug and it was like... Oh my gosh. Because it really became an outlet for her. That's right. And her husband. So she's a girl camper, but she's camping this week with her daughter who's visiting her. But she and her husband camp when they can. And and I I like to differentiate that sometimes because I don't want people to have the impression that you can only camp with girls. Like, I'm a girl camper. I'm here this week with my husband. He's on this working vacation with me. So I'm actually having to tone down my camp like a girl stuff. I right. I left to throw throw a few throw pillows at home, but well, he's getting ready to go into town and get you watermelon. But so now you can you now ra- you can now you can talk all you want about it. <laughs> you ratted him out. He's running <laughs> errands for me. <laughs> We're having a watermelon party here in about an hour. So and that's the fun of being at an event like this you know just I, I've met so many people here already that I know online and people who write to me and now I have faces to put to them you know well so. and it was awesome seeing also the the woman that you know I, I met at, at uh, your uh, camp like a girl event uh, with the white and pink oh dawn dawn yes and also seeing her with her kids you know yeah. it's her and her kids camping right and you know that's just it's amazing so this is stuff. not an expensive little gadget that you buy just for yourself you can't dawn is here camping with her daughter i don't know if you talk to dawn her husband doesn't want anything to do with camping this doesn't interest him at all but he's a sweet guy because he knows it interests his wife so he got her a safe trailer taught her how to tow and he is he's coming back and forth he he'll come and eat dinner with them at the campground but he wants to go home and she hasn't <laughs> quit smiling in the last 48 hours <laughs> And her kids are running around, and she's got yeah, you know she's, got she's her dog and with she's her. meeting people, and right? Because you, you're talking to people that are doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but then the next day, um, at at the camp like a girl event. Yeah. The next day, where it was just you know it was awesome because it was like just a roundtable conversation yeah. with with me and the when women. we got rained out and we all had to go inside and you got more than you bargained for in that didn't you Chris? Well, it, it was me sitting in front of all of them, and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And it was it was. But it was a very open conversation about right. things. Right. You know, it was non-filtered, open conversation, and and you could really hear what was important. 
to, to these women. So that must have been great for you because here you are, the COO, and you had a window there. For, that went on for like two hours mm-hmm. of what women really want. And could have gone on. It could have because <laughs> it's women and it's their stuff. So what did you take away from that dialogue? I, I you know, there were two. I, I took away things both from a manufacturing side, looking mm-hmm. at it from a trailer standpoint, as far as what's important to the women. Yeah. From a, from a trailer, from an exterior, inside, creature mm-hmm. comforts, all of that. You could take away from that from, from a build standpoint. Mm-hmm. But then also from a, a sales and marketing side, you know, because I'm always working. So yeah. that's how I'm looking at things. But from a sales and marketing standpoint, you could see... The, the broad demographic mm-hmm. and because even with just having you know there were also different demographics just within the group within of women, the group r- within what was important to them and why they wanted to do it and how they were going to do it and, and that's why we call it girl camping and not glamping because there's that group on the other end of the spectrum and they never leave the campground it's all about the trailer and all their tchotchkes and how much fun it is and sharing it and then there's people like mandy we're sitting in mandy's beautiful trailer here and she is outdoor. She is adventure. She yep. is. She's got the minimum of what she needs, but it's clean. It's comfortable. It's safe. So you're covering all ends of the spectrum there, right? Yeah, you know? and, and that's what was in because you've got 55 women there, with 30 to 40 different reasons why they want to do it and things that are important to them. From yeah, from the idea of you know, and we were able to take some ideas back. Yeah, you know, the idea of doing slip covers. Oh. For the cushions on the inside of the trailer, so that because women want to change their trailer based upon if We're it's women. spring and We're summer, women. East, it's Thanksgiving. Easter and Thanksgiving, I need my brown and, right, <laughs> right, and and so and it was like, man, we could do that. Yeah, and, you can. And I mean, we could add that stuff to our online store, or in the next generation of trailers, we're going to make cushions such that slip Free. covers will yes. work, be able to yes. work with, and and also. I've been telling that to manufacturers for years. You know what? That these women want slip covers. I change mine all the time. I sew, so I made my own. But I don't want to make my own. If somebody would make them for me, that would be so great. And that's one of the great things about about our company. Mm-hmm. And you know, the owner of our company is Joe Kikos, and he allows mm-hmm. us the flexibility to be able to do this stuff. Yeah. And and I, who else out there would would? I don't think they realize how relevant it could be to sitting with that medium yeah. and being open to that information. Yeah. And and so with that, I think our company has the ability to bounce on. We can bounce around and, and yeah. you know, like back in the day, Joe and I used to make decisions. You know, we play rock, scissors, paper, or <laughs> something like that. Or do you want to do something? Because yeah, we can do stuff like that. Or if yeah. we want to partner with you, Joe, do you want to do this? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. And then we want to own that world that mm-hmm. you're in. Now yeah. we're in it full go we're doing a women's expo in wisconsin next year we're doing all these different things we're getting behind you know mandy traveling around and doing some things we're going to do any you know i believe in it such that when you and i talked about it i picked up the phone and started calling our dealers i know you you left excited (laughs) you've got to do one of these events yeah at at your dealership so let's talk about this you and i i already had a program called camper college and so what camper college is all about is it is just demystifying trailer ownership and I, I got a claim to be the first person who thought they were way more complicated than they really are. Because I've been driving around in this vintage camper with a cold water pressure hose and a plug to run my microwave. And I would look at people with trailers with gray water and fresh water and black water and plugs and pull this and put this in. And and how do I get the water in? How do I get it out? And that all felt to me like, ooh, like that looks like a big hassle. Now that I have one, 
it's so simple but I think a lot of people walk away with that attitude like I oh that's just like too much you mm -hmm. know and so the whole idea of camper college is helping women just demystify what trailer ownership is being able to have a dealership that's behind you and know that look this is where I bought it they took three hours to show me all these things and I know when I come back they're gonna give me anything I need in terms of support and so that's what the whole idea of Camper College was. And we've held many of them. And I, I have to, I just really have to give a shout out to Haydesi and um, Mike Harlan because he got behind that in such a big way and really understood what it meant to people. And um, so you were very instrumental in helping me. And we decided we're going to partner. I think after you came down and saw the whole event going on in mm -hmm. West Virginia, you went, you know what, now I get it. Well, I was like six minutes out of the location. I called <laughs> back home to Joe and it was like, dude, we, we got to do this. Yeah. yeah we got yeah. to get behind this. And also, you know, a little bit of the same kind of stuff. When, when little guys first started out, it was tough getting dealers to come on board. They see these yeah. little funky trailers. Yeah. And, and you know, we can't, how much money can we make on these when yeah. that was back when the industry was really booming but then I think once they found that they can sell these things that yeah. there's a customer out there yeah. for it yeah. and now they look at these as opportunities because now they know how to sell our trailers they know what's important they can sell it to that customer walking in the door they can sell that woman yeah. because then they also realize what a heavy referral related oh it is the group this is it, I mean, it's not even don't verbal. take this wrong women like to talk and I'm not offended. I, I like to talk a lot, <laughs> but it, they're gonna when they have something like this, they're gonna talk to people about it. Yeah, well, and yeah, they're gonna talk about it at, online. There's that whole online thing happening, and I just saw a woman here. She was at the event you and I were at together down in West Virginia, uh, Camp Like a Girl in May, and she had an A-frame when she was there. And guess what? She's here at the tab rally with her tab that she changed her mind, and she said, "You know what?" I like my A-frame, but when I'm driving and I want to pull over and take a nap or go in and get something out of my fridge, I don't want to set up an A-frame. She was so impressed by what she saw that she ended up trading in her A-frame and getting a tab, and now she's here at the rallies. The biggest complaint I get from women about our trailers okay. is the fact that it's going to take them a half hour, 40 minutes to get out of a gas station. Oh. <laughs> because people want to come up and talk to them. They, right. They've seen it somewhere. Uh, they've seen it maybe online or they saw a glimpse or yeah. they saw it on a TV show or something, but they haven't seen it in person. So then when they get the opportunity to see it in person and then yeah. they just start talking. And, and, and that's and, funny. In the online community last week, somebody wrote in and said, is there anything you don't like about your tab? And one guy answered it that way saying, yeah. be prepared to sit in a gas station for an hour. You got to talk about it everywhere you go that's at a rest right. stops, you know. That's right. And, and I don't know if there's a line of trailers out there anywhere that that people talk about as much or you know that uh, a close friend of mine was ceo of camping world uh johnny mm -hmm. serpilla mm -hmm. and he was he came into our office and we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people in their trailers in our office mm -hmm. he said chris nobody ever sends me a picture of them in their rv or yeah. their travel trailer or something like that he goes you have to capitalize on this sense of family that you yeah. have within this and so then, like this, you know, yeah. now it's you know by partnering with you, we can even broaden uh, right. that that reach. So I just want to tell the listeners what our partnership is, and I want to thank you, Chris, uh, publicly for coming on board and saying, you know what, it's not completely altruistic. You're going to get a piece of this. The girl camping demographic is really growing, and I think. I can remember being at RV shows as a guest speaker three or four winters ago. 
and people going, what's girl camping? I don't think there's anyone in the RV industry who doesn't know what that is now. But there are some manufacturers who, you know, are just waiting for it to happen to them. They're not really developing products that are specifically... They're so not going after it. They're not going after it, and you are. So we have partnered to bring these camper colleges, and I want to thank you because you went out of your way to get your dealers on board. You know, because here's me, Janine Pettigrew. You know, they never heard of me. <laughs> but when they get online, they go, oh, okay, yeah, I read your blog on Go RVing, and I, I see you have a podcast, and blah, blah, blah. So now they're going, okay, it's out there, but trying to sell them on the idea of how important Camper College is, you know, it's been really instrumental for me having your help in doing that. And so now we have all these Camper Colleges set up like through January and February. <laughs> We're going to be at Beckley's uh, World of Camping, or is it Camping World? Beckley's Camping Center in Thermont, Thermont Camp Maryland. I have so many different uh, RV Right. dealer names in my head yes we're going to be there um august 12th it's going to be a lot of fun and we've got many more scheduled they're going to start going up online we have we had so many requests for maryland yeah. so i'm really happy to be putting that one out there and we're going to be doing that in august we're going to be down at pj you, princess craft yep just outside of austin yeah november 11th um aren't you going down to atlanta Atlanta Southland RV. Yeah. I think that's uh, October 21, if I'm not mistaken. I, and yeah. it was nice when you told me that the markets that you wanted to hit. Yeah. Then it was pretty easy for me to pick up the phone and call these guys. And right. I, I think it probably, the longest it took somebody to say yes was probably about two or three minutes. <laughs> you know, when they asked us, hey, is this a good idea? What do you think? Yeah. And, and yeah, it was, yeah. They, they were all on board. And I'm so happy because it's it's so important when you're making a purchase to know that the dealership invested in you. And that's what they're doing when they host a camper college, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. it's not just being there that night. And I had a talk with Kelly from Beckley's on the line, and I said, I just want to make it really clear to you, this isn't a sales event. This is about becoming a dealership that women can trust and they know that you're going to have their back if anything goes wrong, if they want to change uh, change their mind, if they want to come back and get um, the add a room. They need to know that this is my dealership, even yeah. after I made the purchase. And he totally got that. And that's what we're doing with, with Little Guy. You know, we've developed the Little Guy family of camping trailers mm -hmm. where, you know, we want it to be such that, um, you know, like Apple. You know, every time if somebody has Apple and they want to buy a new product, they always go to Apple. Yeah. That way, with somebody with one of our trailers, we want them to not only go back to us, but we want them to go back to their dealer when they're ready to move on to a different trailer. We want to be able to have the full line of products. When they're ready to mm -hmm. move up, all they do is think about buying something from us. So let's talk about that, though. So you you guys do a lot of product development. So what what is coming up? So I've heard that you're going to do the European model. Is that true? Well, there's. Is that a rumor? There, there we're going to be doing some some different things that we're okay. that we're getting excited about. Not ready about. to talk about we, it yet. No, yeah, we're we're not really uh, because it's I, we don't want to talk about anything until until it's out there until it's out there and ready to go. But are you listening? But, but we are, You're listening when people are saying. That's right. That's one of the things that we've really wanted to separate ourselves from a manufacturing and sales standpoint. The other membership, you know, they just figure they're going to build what they want to build, and people are going to buy it. We want to listen to the consumer. We're going to listen mm -hmm. to the retail customer. We're going to listen to the dealer. They're going to tell us what people are asking for, and then mm -hmm. we're going to have products around that. Mm -hmm. So what else, What else, Chris, do you want to tell us before we close here? What is new and exciting in the little guy world? You well, guys just, are partnering with other people. You're doing things. You're, you're um, really growing as a company. Yeah, we've been, we've been very fortunate. Um, mm -hmm. 
that, and I don't even think we've scratched the surface on, you know, one of our big issues is still exposure and awareness. Mm -hmm. People even not knowing who we are and what we are. Um, You know, we've been able to, you know, we had a great segment on Good Morning America. We had segments, you know, we're on the Fox Reality Series Home Free. I saw you Uh, there. I was screaming, look at the trailers! (laughs) (laughs) And, And so, you know, People are becoming more aware, and, and now we've partnered with a PR and marketing firm, Kinetic Marketing Group, out of mm-hmm. out of Montana, who's going to be able to really go with us. They're like yourself; they stalked us for. Um, I stalked him. I stalked. You and, don't know uh, stalking. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're partnering with them, and they're ready to just go, go, go yeah. with getting the message and getting the awareness out. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're a it's, growing company. It's going to be managing that growth. You know, Inc. Magazine mm-hmm. named us one of the 1,100 fastest growing privately held companies in the U.S. Yeah. And so with that, now we just got to keep managing that growth, keep going it, and keep building. But but above anything else, we want to build the best product. Our stuff is never going to be the least expensive, but we want it to be the best built and have the things that people want in their trailers. And by partnering with you, we're really excited about it. Um, I know Joe's excited about it, and, and so we're just going to... And go, girl campers are excited go, about go it. Go gangbusters you know, uh, you're, I have to say, you know... Um, have, having the recognition that the girl camping um, uh, women, they're an actual trailer buying demographic. And in the RV industry, uh, having that recognition, here is a group and we're willing to build trailers. We're listening to what you're saying and we're building trailers. Yeah. I can't wait till those slip covers come out. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm glad you're, thanks for coming this week. Oh my gosh, I'm and, having so much fun. And we're going to have a great time tonight. And, yeah. Um, and tomorrow we've had a great week and then we're going to be announcing the dates for, for next year's event. Yeah. And I know we're going to be doing another event uh, just outside of Phoenix uh, in late January. Okay. So we'll talk some more about that at some point. Oh yeah, um, we've got stuff coming up. But it's going to no, be fun. No, we're looking forward to a long relationship with you and, and Girl Camper. And I'm uh, not going we, anywhere. We want to grow with you and... and uh, we'll get you. We'll get you in one of our trailers here soon enough. Well, you know uh, what? I, I love my trailer here, but I, I will be the first one to tell you it, it was the compromised trailer. Right. And this is my family camper. I don't own a girl camper, camper of my own. No, we're gonna get you one. <laughs> okay, we'll see what we'll see what that comes up. My neighbors will hate me because I already have two in the driveway. So <laughs> I'll have to get rid of something. Chris, thank you so much again. Thank you for partnering with Camper College to bring all this good information to women. Yep. And a thank you for inviting me to Tearstack. I've had so much fun here. And thanks again for coming on the show. Absolutely, Janine. Anything you need. All right. Happy trails. I'd like to thank my guest, Chris Baum, for coming on the show today and sharing all the news about Camper College. We're going to hear from Chris again soon because there's a lot of breaking news happening in the Little Guy Worldwide Company, and he promised to come back and share their big news about rebuilding the Scotty brand trailers. Maybe you heard that news. Little Guy Worldwide is going to be rebuilding the Scotty trailer. So guess what? You don't have to restore a vintage trailer if you want that vintage look. He's going to come on and we're going to talk about that at another time. Soon though, soon. It's breaking news. I would also like to thank my sponsors, Progressive Insurance and Little Guy Worldwide. I'd like to thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, who can be heard along with her husband, Jeremy, every single Wednesday on Campground of the Week and every Friday on their own podcast, the RV Family Travel Atlas Podcast. 
Of course, you can also see them at the Balloon Festival in New Jersey at White House Station, July 29th through the 31st, where they're going to be appearing in person at the Progressive RV booth at the Balloon Festival. I'm going to be off at my photo shoot with Go RVing, and I will talk to you next week and have all that news. I'm going to bring you the dirt on the big photo shoot. <laughs> have a good week, everyone. Happy trails. Happy trails.